But first, there's an interesting tale of two cities that's happening right now in downtown Chicago. Now, on the one hand, hotels are raking in the cash. There's no surprise there when you think about the recent big events, like the Taylor Swift concerts and NASCAR, plus the growing number of massive conferences that are returning to McCormick Place since the pandemic. Statewide, hotels pulled in record revenue in the fiscal year that just ended on June 30th. And many of those hotels are in the loop, River North and surrounding areas. But now the not so great news. Tourists may be coming, but Chicagoans, yeah, they're staying home. The office vacancy rate in the Central Business District recently hit an all time high with nearly one in four office buildings empty. So here to discuss these dueling trends and what comes next is Crane Chicago Business commercial real estate reporter, Danny Ecker. Welcome back, good to see you. Thanks, thanks for having me. So tell us more about the why here. Why in the last 12 months, we amounted to a record-breaking year when it comes to the state's hotel industry. Well, the the first answer is uh, the end of the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously, and at least the, the the end of restrictions related to them. So we finally saw leisure travel, uh, you know, come back with a vengeance. And that's been the probably driving force and um, why hotels have had a, a nice last 12 months. Um, business travel, which we rely on quite a bit here in Chicago, has been okay it's yeah. been it's been ticking up but it's still still a ways behind pre-pandemic levels and still of course questions of whether it will ever return to pre-pandemic levels because people can do a lot more virtually now so uh it's yeah. just there's been a lot of demand that has come back um you know gradually to the point where hotels are far more stable now than they were even a year ago yeah let's talk more about that about how hotels were essentially able to make such a strong comeback in only three years since the pandemic started. Yeah, well, I mean, I think people need to remember how bad it was for hotels. I mean, that first hit to hotels and to retail, at least when it came to real estate, was was immediate and devastating. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about there was just the inability to have group gatherings and, of course, people not traveling. So, Oh, 2020. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> seems like so long ago, and yet these hotel owners and managers are still really trying to crawl their way out of that. Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, it, it's just been one step at a time of uh, restrictions, um, you know, moving away. And finally, you have owners now now trying to start to recoup a lot of the losses, you yeah. know. And, and that's, of course, only if they've been able to hang on to their hotels because some of them uh, ran into trouble with their lenders. They couldn't make mortgage payments. And, mm -hmm. and you know, there's there's distressed assets, too. Yeah. And you write, you know, about this comeback. You, you know, you write average daily rates at hotels increased faster than occupancy over the past year and hotel owners faced higher costs of labor and goods and higher property taxes particularly here in the right. city well yeah and so that's i mean i think that's one thing to remember that we see uh, uh what is really a positive headline which is that you know illinois pulled in this record amount of uh hotel tax revenue um over the past 12 months but you know the two caveats are one if you account for inflation since 2020 uh, we're still a little bit behind, but yeah. still, you know, not let's not belittle this. This is a strong statistic. And then the other thing to remember is that for hotel owners, it doesn't necessarily mean that their bottom line, their profits are necessarily up to record levels again. Uh, the costs, as you mentioned, the costs of of labor, especially and of goods are are much higher. So that's part of the reason why rates have gone up you know part of it is demand but also mm -hmm. part of it is that these hotel owners need to be able to uh raise the rates to be able to uh pay their expenses mm -hmm. and 
Um, so it's it's a good thing, certainly, if you're a taxpayer in, in Illinois, that you get uh, more tax I, I revenue. I have to but, imagine our governor is pretty happy about this. Oh, yeah. He was singing the praises of this uh, and, and how great this, this um, you know, this statistic is yesterday. And, you know, now it's just a matter of can these hotel owners uh, continue this momentum uh, to the point where they can recoup a lot of what they what they lost in the last few years. So we understand. I mean, how significant, Danny, are the tourism and, and convention industries for the state's economy? I mean, we think about McCormick Place, you know, just alone, which is, you know, the convention mm-hmm. uh, hub, one of the biggest in the world. You could make the case that that's the most important economic engine for the city of Chicago, period. You know, maybe even the state of Illinois. When you think about the size of McCormick Place, how much money it brings in from mm-hmm. out of town, from out of state, uh, getting that back up and running and starting to fill up again was absolutely crucial. That's what starts filling a large number of hotel rooms, just brings people to the city uh, to to dine and to shop and have fun and, and just use transportation. Uh, you know, it's a huge, huge impact there. So uh, this is – and then on top of that, just the hotel tax, we have a city and a state that have leaned more heavily on hotel taxes over the past 10-plus years or so, agencies that uh, rely on hotel tax proceeds to, to boost their budgets uh, – Another big one is just the still paying off 20 years later the renovation uh, costs from Soldier Field. Mm. The, the hotel tax needs to continue to increase uh, for, for us to be able to meet these obligations. So it's really important that tourism and the conventions come back in a big way. Yeah. Well, what's the, the typical rate for, for a stay at a night in a hotel in Chicago? Well, there's a really, really wide range. Um, you know, there's, there's a new hotel that just opened, the St. Regis Chicago, most expensive night uh, in the city. I mean, you could take a guess. It's 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 over seven hundred dollars a night. Hundred, yeah. yeah. So that's on the high end. But um, no, you're you know you're talking usually a couple hundred dollars a night to to stay at a downtown Chicago hotel. Obviously, there's a wide range depending yeah. on the quality. Um, but that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a it's it's a you know it's a sig- it's not nothing and yeah certainly um it's it's one piece of the puzzle if someone's deciding whether or not they're going to come to visit Chicago for sure um and uh, not just the cost is something we need to make sure are under control but also um you know the reputation of the city and making sure people feel comfortable and feel safe here and want to come see Chicago. The latest consumer price index report comes out tomorrow morning. And uh, NPR is so far reporting that it's likely going to show inflation is persistent, but easing slightly. How does inflation factor into the equation here for hotels? I think it's mostly in, in just the rates that, that are going to be okay. charged. So, you know, there's obviously, the like I mentioned, the cost of goods. You know, these hotels, especially full service hotels, those that have uh, banquet halls and events and are not just the select service or limited service. You know, we just have people staying here. Uh, there are all kinds of um, decisions they have to make to determine whether or not they're going to open all these amenities and uh, make sure that they have the staff for them. And they need to kind of weigh that against can they justify, uh, you know, the, the rate they're charging and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the, the experience of being in a Chicago hotel, making sure it's a world-class experience. Um, there, there's a lot on the line. I think when inflation gets in here, you start to see really high numbers that – might be cost prohibitive for some people. They say they just don't want to, they, they're not going to stay in a hotel downtown because of it. Um, and so that's, I think it's yeah. just a, it's, it's the, it's really, as we look at uh, the, the, you know, fears of a recession or whatever economic uncertainty hangs over us right now, 
it's just people being a little more thoughtful about, hey, is it worth it to spend $200, $250 a night for, for a Chicago hotel? Yeah, I mean, as we've talked about, we've got several of the state's top tourist attractions here. We've talked about McCormick Place, Willis Towers, another one. We're sitting right now broadcasting live from Navy Pier, another place where millions of people visit annually. Uh, these places, though, would you say that they've recovered financially, Danny, since COVID, as far as, you know, large groups gathering again? Uh, I think they're getting close. I would not yeah. say they've fully recovered yet. When you talk to hotel owners um, and just people that are operating these um, these tourist attractions, you know, especially during these months when it's the peak tourism months, I think there's a lot of, you know, great bookings. Um but they're still, I think, still in recovery mode and, yeah. you know, still hoping to see a lot of the, the traffic that there used to be. Obviously, you see a lot of tourists around Michigan Avenue, yeah. around the city, if you're just walking around. I see Millennium a lot Park. of crowds here at Navy Pier. Yeah, which is great. trying to get a sandwich sometime at lunch, and I'm like, excuse me, pardon me. Yep. You know, got to get through. Absolutely. But, so and, it looks and, normal again, but then it comes in waves. Yeah, and I do think that there's a factor, depending on, you know, we're not talking about tourist attractions, but generally those that rely on tourists that also partially rely on daily office foot traffic, they don't have that as regularly, at least yeah. as they used to. And that's a problem too. Um, it just makes the economics different for uh, anyone running uh, any business downtown. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Hotel revenue is up to record levels in Illinois. And unfortunately, the news isn't as rosy for Chicago's office market. Nearly one in four office buildings downtown are vacant, which is also a record. And our guest is Crane Chicago business commercial real estate reporter, Danny Ecker. So let's go ahead and switch gears and, and talk briefly about downtown office space, Danny. Things aren't looking too good there. As I mentioned, what's going on? Uh, well, yeah, as you mentioned, it's it's, it's vacancy. It's, um, yeah. you know, it's uh, uh, the vacancy rate is still at a record high. Uh, it's now hit a record high in nine of the last 11 quarters. Um, generally, it's just a, a slow burn. You know, we talked about how the, the pain of COVID was immediate for hotels and for retail. For office, it's been a slow burn. It's been, you know, office, you know, companies have leases that are long-term as those expire or as companies have options to change the amount of space they have, by and large, we're seeing companies still reduce their office footprint. Yeah. What you just said is really important, right? Commercial leases are much, much longer yeah. than that year-long lease that we know about as a renter for an apartment, right? So talk about the impact that these long leases are having. Well, we're, we're now starting to see as more time passes and you know, there was obviously a lot of landlords counting on more people coming back to the office um, on a more regular basis and companies ideally not cutting back on space as much. But as a, uh, the result of that now is we're seeing so much more distress. Yeah. Office buildings that are worth a lot less than they were certainly before the pandemic. Uh, there's just a lot less revenue tied to them. And in addition to that, you have high interest rates, which makes it very hard for the owners of these buildings to refinance uh, or to be able to sell and mm -hmm. make their lenders whole. So it's just, um, it's, it's, we're still right in real, I think in, in things are still getting worse for the office market overall. Jeez. And there's not really a, oh, well, it's going to be another year or two. There's predictions about when offices are going to come back, but uh -huh. it's totally reliant on how are people going to be using offices in the future? Um, how much are they going to be using offices? And right. what does that mean for uh, both the value of their buildings and more broadly, just the, the vibrancy of downtown? That's the bigger question at play. Yeah. I mean, what type of companies are signing downtown leases in this day and age? Well, I, I think most companies are still committing to office space. They just are committing to less than they had before. I mean, I, most companies, I think, will tell you, 
it's very important that we have office space, that we have space to collaborate. Um, maybe we can get by with 80%, 70% of what we had before, some even less than that, uh, because there are some jobs that they say, well, you know what, we have remote workers now, we don't need this amount of space, mm -hmm. or companies that used to lease a bunch of space because they were expecting to grow, now their growth might be coming from remote workers, from people uh, that are, you know, totally, that don't even live here, and so yeah. I think that, um, you know, I think if you just have, uh, um, the, the, you know, the, the, the problem is is really just that the, the continued reduction of space yeah. is, is really what is weighing down uh, the office market, but you do still see companies committing to office space um, and, and they're looking obviously for the, it's also, you know, it's, it's a bit of a split market because you have the best office buildings that have the newest amenities yeah. and those are doing the best. There's a big gap. Those are actually doing in many cases, there's, there's bidding wars in some cases between tenants uh, to get the Trying best space. Uh, whereas you have a lot of sort of the B and C buildings as opposed to the A buildings that are really struggling. And the question also is what happens to those buildings? Are they going to sit there and be white elephants for a long time? And oh what gosh. does that say about our city? Yeah, and our city is, is trying to get more people to move downtown, right? We know that there's a plan right now to create housing on LaSalle Street, for instance. So it just makes you wonder, what's the loop going to look and feel like a few years down the line? It's a really interesting question. I mean, you know, you think about the character of, of the central business district uh, in Chicago and the history there of why it has been this business hub for so long and the loop and all these, uh, you know, all the, the, the transportation that all kind of converges right in the loop, that is, has been such a huge selling point for Chicago as a business destination. So what happens if we make our central business district a less, less businessy, I guess, for lack of a better term, right. you know, more with residential, more, um, you know, reasons that people want to be there to play, to stay, to live there. Uh, you know, it, it it's a very, it would be a very different downtown. And I think there's a lot of upside with that when you talk about the foot traffic that we need to generate to be able to have, to support retail, mm -hmm. to support, uh, and probably to also just have a, a, a critical mass of people that also might help address some of the crime issues uh, when you just have people around. Um, but, you know, is there a risk with the city embracing that future uh, by not being all about business in the heart of the city? Yeah. Uh, I, I think most people would tell you, hey, look at Fulton Market. There's nice mixed use there, and that's a vibrant office destination. But um, that's been that has not been proven in downtown Chicago. And uh, we're taking we're kind of playing with one of our most compelling assets in being yeah. a, a business hub. Location, location, location. Yeah. That was Crane Chicago commercial real estate reporter Danny Ecker. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.